This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this Messenger Insight episode. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host. Please be joined with two brothers, two great leaders in the state, two ministers, Dr. Stephen Rummage, pastor of Quail Springs Baptist Church in Oklahoma City, and Alan Quigley, who serves here with Oklahoma Baptist. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you, brothers. Good to be with you today. Well, I almost introduced each of you as Stephen the Evangelist and Alan the Evangelist (laughs) because you all— have such a gift from the Lord of evangelism. And we're going to be talking about evangelism today, uh, specifically some some key events coming up here in Oklahoma City. Uh, two events, the Who's Your One Evangelism Workshops on October 26th and November 2nd. Dr. Rummage, would you mind beginning and telling us about those events? Sure. And first of all, I'm really thankful just to be able to talk about this today. And I'm really praying that God will use these two events last Wednesday in October, first Wednesday in November, I'm praying that God will use them to encourage our church at Quail Springs, but then other pastors and other churches all across the state of Oklahoma as we try to share the gospel with people and bring people to know Jesus Christ as Savior. So let me talk to you a little bit about the two events. And there's going to be a pastor event that starts at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, that'll be both Wednesdays. On the first Wednesday, our guest speaker is going to be Dr. Danny Forshee. Danny is the pastor at uh, Great Hills Baptist Church in Austin, Texas, a great, great preacher yes. and a great personal evangelist. He taught evangelism at Southeastern Seminary. That's where I got to know Danny. He and I taught together at Southeastern a number of years ago. And uh, and then he taught at Southwestern Seminary. And for uh, the last several years, for a long time now, uh, he served as a great, great evangelistic pastor there in Austin. So he's going to be with us in the afternoon. He's going to be talking about the pastor on the front line of evangelism, and we're inviting pastors all across the state of Oklahoma to come and be a part of that with us. Uh, Danny will teach on that subject, and then there will be time for Q&A for pastors to ask questions. Following that, we'll have a meal, and I'm really thankful that Oklahoma Baptists are uh, helping us to provide that meal for pastors who will be coming. And uh, as part of that meal, we're just going to have a discussion together as pastors talking about how God is working in evangelistic efforts in our churches and some things that we can do in the days to come. So I'm looking forward to that. And then at 630, uh, we're going to get together with our whole church family at Quail Springs. Pastors are invited Churches all across our state are invited, and Danny's going to be talking about For the One. And this is an incredible message that I've heard him preach before at a Who's Your One event uh, in another state. He's just going to talk about how God can use us for that one to reach that one with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's October 26th, and then the next week, uh, which will be November 2nd, we've got Dr. Jimmy Scroggins coming here. Many people are familiar with Jimmy. Uh, he's the pastor of Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. And Jimmy is the creator of the uh, Three Circles Evangelism yeah. presentation. God has used that in such incredible ways all across the country and all over the world. In the afternoon with the, the pastors, he's going to be talking about leading the church with an evangelistic vision. A lot of people may not know the story of what God did there at uh, West Palm Beach through uh, through Jimmy's ministry. He came in and, uh, and took really a traditional 
church that had been historically very strong evangelistically, and he just really brought that church and made it a regional church with all kinds of campuses all over the place there in uh, in the West Palm Beach, Florida area. And it's all based on sharing the gospel and leading with an evangelistic vision. So he's going to talk about that in the afternoon session. Again, we'll have a meal and a time of discussion for pastors. And then that evening from 6.30 until 7.45, uh, Jimmy's going to be talking about the Three Circles presentation and just going through it step by step. So I'm really excited about it, thankful that we can invite people to come. Amen. That's awesome. And uh, we published an article about this on baptistmessenger.com and told people how they can get in touch with the church to, to indicate their attendance or right. find out more information. You know, Alan, as Oklahoma Baptist, when you heard about an opportunity like this, you, you might indicate why we just jump on board with Oh, absolutely. In fact, the wonderful thing about what uh, Dr. Rummage uh, has offered to us is uh, that we get to have an opportunity to partner with a church's uh dream and vision for reaching the city that they believe can impact the state by inviting pastors in. So we actually began our conversation as I asked him to be the host pastor for the advanced conference uh, in January. And as we got to talking about what God was doing and the possibilities of him being a lead pastor for evangelism in our state, he said, by the way, our church has these things. Is this something that Oklahoma Baptists would want to be a part of? And then he cast this vision to us and we we jumped on it and said absolutely we want to be a part of that because i believe oklahoma baptist pastors are ready to see god do some special things again Amen. in our state and uh so i really appreciate the the opportunity to partner with him on this and these two men if you don't know them uh you'll want to get to know them uh they're uh, i couldn't think of better uh to, to come in and speak on, on these things uh, for our state. And there's elements that are specifically tailored to pastors, but th but those sessions could be laymen, right. lay people. That's right. In fact, the, the evening sessions are going to be for our church, and we're inviting pastors to come. But I'll tell you, any church who wants to come, we'll roll out the red carpet for them. We want them to be there. We want to do everything we can do to help churches and help pastors reach their communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Brian, this is going to be, to me, this is going to be one of the most practical uh, training events that uh, will be provided uh, this year in personal evangelism. Um, and so the wonderful thing about that is that uh, whether you're a, a minister that needs to lead his congregation, that's what the afternoons are about, or you're a layperson who who just really wants to uh, sharpen their skills and developing those conversations about the gospel. Uh, this event's for them. So so it's it's for both uh, the church. It's for the whole church, I guess, is the way to say right. that. Not just the ministerial leaders, but right. for the whole body of Christ. And so um, I hope it has a great impact on uh, Quail Springs. But I'm really praying that it has an impact on on the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, me too. And you think about the who's your one concept about mm -hmm. who's one person God's put on your heart. And then you might even talk about the importance of prayer in that or someone being able to come up with a name. Why, why has that been so transformational and resonated? Well, you, you're talking about the, the, the who's your one. having who's your one. I, I think when we begin to really personalize, to not just to say, okay, I want to share the gospel or I want to be more faithful in evangelism. But then to, to begin to challenge ourselves with the question, is there that one person, whether it's a neighbor or a coworker 
or somebody in our family or somebody we go to school with, who's that one person who we're intentionally praying for to come to know Christ and then looking for those opportunities to share Christ with them? Absolutely. I, I agree 100% with that. When you put a, when we say we're praying for the lost, it, it just doesn't have any real motivation within our heart right. to, to go and do anything. But when I'm praying for John, then all of a sudden I have John on my mind or whoever that name is that God's put on your heart. And you, you do engage personally right. in that person's life with the intent of taking the gospel to them. It changes the whole trajectory of what evangelism is. Yeah. The other day I was in a student ministry setting and we had a small group of, of 10th graders and we were taking prayer requests and you, you know, you might say, let's pray for my aunt Sally. She's in the hospital. And someone said, let's all pray for our one. And everyone in the room knew what they meant. They could get their head around it. And each one had one and they were praying. It was just powerful. So each of you have have been uh, personally involved in evangelism. You preach phenomenal preachers from the pulpit and from God's word. Why is personal evangelism so important for for churches? Well, I think, first of all, that's the way people come to Christ. People come to Christ one by one. Even when people, you know, respond to an invitation in a service or at, a, at an evangelistic event, we still come to Jesus Christ one person at a time. Yeah. And, and for me as a pastor and a preacher, if I'm not being faithful in sharing the gospel one-on-one with people, then preaching evangelistic messages from the pulpit really becomes sort of empty. If, yeah. I, if I'm talking about it in, in big settings, but I won't talk to somebody one-on-one, then, then I'm really not being sincere, I think, when I'm, when I'm talking about it from a, pul- from a pub- public setting, because I'm expecting the people in my church to share the gospel yeah. one-on-one. I need to do it as well. I think one of the things we were talking about the other day, so many churches, the only strategy they have for evangelism, it seems like, is the public proclamation of the gospel, which absolutely we need to do that. But we're also called to share the gospel one-on-one, and pastors have to lead the way in that. One of the things I've seen, when I've got one who I'm praying for and looking for opportunities to share with, when I have that one, God will bring other ones Hmm. across my path, and I'm going to be more attuned to share the gospel with them because I'm praying for my one. Just a few weeks ago, we had a a couple who had come to our church, and uh, their names were Mervyn and Savannah, and uh, they came up after one of our services and said, uh, we want to join the church. I said, great, glad that you want to join the church, glad that you've been visiting. And we could have just signed them right up right then. They were, you know, they came to join the church. But I asked them the question. I said, oh, so tell me, and I asked this question of anybody who says they want to join the church. I said, tell me about when you came to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Well, neither of them knew the Lord. (laughs) And so then I took that opportunity just to share the gospel with both of them. And, uh, And then... They, they prayed along with me, prayed a prayer asking Jesus to save them. And then after it was over, and I don't know why I did this. I've never done this before, but I heard, uh, I heard Bobby Welch. You know, Bobby Welch oh, yeah. and Faith Evangelism, such a great personal soul winner in our, among our churches, you know, and, and, and we praise the Lord for Brother Bobby. Anyway, I heard Bobby do this one time, and so the Lord just put on my heart to do it. After I prayed with Mervyn and Savannah, and they prayed with me to receive Christ, I looked at them. I said, all right. Now, you're a grown man, you're a grown woman, and you know how to tell somebody yes, and you know how to tell somebody no. So you tell me the truth. Did you just mean that prayer you prayed, or 
not? Yes or no? And they said, yes, we, we both. Mm-hmm. And, and I just wanted to confirm that they had trusted Jesus yeah. as their Savior. And then they followed up, and we followed up, and they followed Jesus in believer's baptism, and now we're seeking to help them grow as disciples. And But, you know, when, when you've got a heart for the one, and they weren't my one. I, I didn't know them until that day. Right. But when you've got a heart for the one, God brings other ones across your path. Now, that, that was a, an example of, of that happening in the church and just being attuned to those things in, in church because God brings people to the church mm-hmm. who, who we need to share the gospel with one-on-one. But then when I'm out in, in the community, when I'm out talking to people, if I have one that I'm praying for, then the Lord, and, and one that I'm seeking to share the gospel with, then the Lord will bring other ones for me to share Christ with along the way. Now, I've just found that wow. to be true. And I think I think any pastor and any church member, as we start praying for those opportunities and then taking those opportunities, God will just open up those doors before us. That's great. Brian, we've made heroes out of great evangelistic preachers. And we have churches that have been branded as great evangelistic churches. And oftentimes we we failed to remember that what made them great churches of evangelism were great pe- preachers of evangelism. A lot of that reputation was built on the activity of the church members. I grew up in one of those churches for Southern Dell City in its heyday. From the time that I was six years old until the time that I left to go to college, I had never been in a worship service that didn't have multiple peoples come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The interesting thing is everybody wants to look at John Bazzano and Jimmy Draper and Bailey Smith and say they are great evangelistic preachers. But my memory is everyone that walked the aisle had a layperson from the church standing there with them that may not have prayed the prayer with them, but had been witnessing to them, had brought them to the church, had been the witness uh, in their life. And then at the altar call, uh, they responded to that invitation that they had been hearing about. And so what makes great evangelistic churches is an energized body of believers who take it on as their their calling. It is a part of our calling, isn't it? Even as a lay person to share that gospel story. And so uh, I think the Who's Your One has been really good at bringing evangelism back to the body of Christ instead of just the pulpit of the church. And when the body of Christ gets engaged in doing the work of Christ in the world, then we start to see transformation and and people uh, making uh, commitments to the Lord, but, but it also just grows the church right. uh, in so many different ways because you're a part of the the work of, of the body. Now, I think so many times our lay people are just waiting for pastors to put some type of tool mm-hmm. in their hand so that they can share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, sometimes sometimes a tool that we've used, we, we get tired of using that tool, we need another tool. And that's fine. There's all kinds of tools for sharing the gospel. But so many of our people are gifted and burdened to share the gospel, but they're looking for pastors to lead the way and say, okay, here's a tool we can put in your hands to help you share Christ. And that's really what Who's Your One is. It's a tool for awareness to say, okay, I want to be aware and and looking for those opportunities. And then the three circles uh, presentation that uh, that Jimmy has developed, it's, it's just a simple tool. Uh, it's it's a it's a tool that God is blessing right now and that's resonating with people right now, meeting them in their brokenness with the gospel to show them the new life they can have in Jesus Christ. Several years ago on a Wednesday night, 
for some reason, I don't even remember why I did it, but I had seen the three circles presentation of the gospel, and I just decided on Wednesday night to uh, to train our people in how to use the three circles. Nobody had even trained me. I think I just seen it like, and I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. It's pretty simple. And so I just went through those three circles. There's a guy there that night. His name was Henry. And Henry was there on that Wednesday night. Two days later, on Friday night, he had a massive heart attack Mm. that nearly took his life. I mean, he just barely made it through. He was in ICU for several weeks. He was in a step-down rehab center for weeks. And I went to see him at the, at the rehab center, and here's what he was doing. He was walking around that rehab center with his walker, doing his therapy, stopping at the nurse's station, stopping at other patients' rooms, rooms and here's what he was saying. Hey, can I show you my three circles? Uh. I don't even know how he remembered it. The first time he had ever seen that presentation, the only time he had seen it was on that Wednesday night before he had that heart wow. attack. But he's an evangelist. Yeah. He, he's a guy in the church who's an evangelist. You put a tool in his hands, he's going to use it. And I think we got a lot of people in our churches are just saying, hey, pastor, give me a tool, put it yeah. in my hands, show me how to use it, and I'll use it. Who's your one is part of that. The three circles is part of that. And there are other things, other tools we can use to share the yeah. gospel. Yeah. But I agree with you. That, you know, we, we, want, we need to have an atmosphere a personal soul winning yeah. in our churches. Yeah, Brian, you know, the interesting thing is that because the three circles is such a conversational thing and it's not it's not really uh, bound to the presentation is fluid. And, and so you've got these you got these three circles that are going to be markers where, you, where you're going. Your conversation from one to the other is oftentimes guided by the person you're having the conversation with. And uh, I'm really excited to see how many of our youth groups are now using three circles. And uh, in fact, that's where I got introduced to it was at the Youth Evangelism (laughs) Conference. I gave five hand tools Mm -hmm. and this uh, student minister, uh, actually this young student walked up to me and said, have you seen this? And this is what our youth group is using. And then I found out that just many of our students have just grabbed onto it. But uh, the opportunities that it gives because it's conversational is unbelievable. Cindy and I were camping uh, on our vacation this year, and we went to uh, the Ark. And in Mm -hmm. the Ark, there was Mm -hmm. the part about the creation, part of the Creation Museum down the road. And and so we were talking to the couple that uh, the family that was next to us, and um, they just asked a question, and I pulled out the three circles I talked about why God created. They had never heard the story. And it was just such a natural thing to walk them through that. And they they prayed and asked Christ into their heart. They were from Montana. They had not been in church. They had not, they were asking a million questions about what they had seen. Uh, and the presentation allowed for the conversation to take place rather than for it to be something that I had to get through uh, well, I got to get you to the next part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could let it. I could let them guide the timing on it. I think that's one of the geniuses of the three circles, and another reason why I'm glad to have Brother Jimmy here to yeah. to show us and to tell us more about how that how that can work. That's awesome. Well, brothers, thank you for coming on the podcast today. We've been talking about uh, the Who's Your One Evangelism Workshops October. 26th and November 2nd. Go to baptistmessenger.com. We'll include the link in the show notes where people can find out more. Brothers, thank you for your leadership in this area. It just means so much to our state and to the kingdom of God. God bless you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. God bless.
This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.